Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way It's time to name the neglect from typical food advice. Welcome to the Find Your Food Voice podcast, hosted by me, Julie Duffy Dillon. I'm a registered dietitian with 20 years of experience partnering with folks just like you on their food peace journey. What have we learned? Well, cookie cutter approaches exclude too many people and you don't need to be fixed. It's not you. It's not me. It's all of us. Only together, we can start a movement and fix diet culture. And we will. Let's begin with now. Welcome to episode 280 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm wondering what you were taught about how life would be as you got older. What I'm really, really wanting to know is how did you hear your body would change as you we're 30 or 40 or 50, 60, 70, I mean, up there as far as we're allowed to be. <laughs> were you told it was a positive thing or were you warned? Were you taught to be fearful about how your body would change? Well, that is a big topic. As we are talking about aging today, 
We have a special segment called Diet Culture IRL that we do on the Find Your Food Voice podcast now once a month with Colleen Bremner. If you're new to the show or new to this segment, you may not know who who Colleen is. And Colleen is operations manager behind the scenes here. And she's also a professional like hype woman extraordinaire and a body liberation advocate. And Colleen has noticed diet culture in these sneaky ways throughout life and just has so much insight into just like what's going on. So Colleen is turning 30 in just a few days after this recording. So happy early birthday, um, Colleen. And as she's turning the big 3-0, she's noticing some things. And um, I'm going to be turning 47 this year. Not exactly the most exciting birthday, but it's really close to the big 50, which is pretty fantastic. Um, I'm pretty excited to be almost 50. But we talk about what we learned about aging and how diet culture has really fucked with it. So we're wondering, how is it fucked with your experience as you're getting older? So check this out. Let us know what you think. And if you want to get to know Colleen more, check her out on Instagram. Her handle is abroad, abroad. And if you're there, might as well add me to Food Voice RD. But anyway, before we get to this uh, episode's Diet Culture IRL, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast is brought to you by free tools to help your voice. So I have put together a number of tools that I help help you to advocate for yourself as you are trying to say, fuck off to diet culture. And this includes my free download on how to advocate for yourself when you're going to the doctor. So this download, download is a customizable form where you can let your doctor know the boundaries that you need as you are accessing healthcare. And on the reverse side, it actually has two, like some handy references in case this experience planted a seed. And my hope is that it will just help it grow and grow and grow. So if you would like to check out this free download or any of the other ones I have, you can go to julieduffydillon.com slash voice and you'll get to all of them. Again, it's julieduffydillon.com slash voice. Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. 
So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, let's get to this episode. Taking the good with the ups and downs. I want to see how the world turns around. Home is with you wherever that may be. I'm turning 30 in just two days, which has me thinking about my existence and what I'm doing with my life. Although I think about that daily, so I'm not sure exactly what my age has to do with it. I've always felt the most fulfilled helping others, so I've found ways to mold and shape my life where I can do just that. We all have a sphere of influence, and it's up to us to decide how we use it. So for today's Diet Culture IRL, I'm going to share what I have learned in the timeline of my life so far. Self-acceptance is key. What exactly is self-acceptance? I think it's when we can sit down and someone can sit down with themselves and and feel neutral, where you can be your authentic self and feel content with that. I have had to reject other people's toxic and outdated ideas of what healthy means. And in order to do that, I have to accept that I'm not their version of me. I'm my version of me. I've always been a rule follower and wanted to feel acceptance from others. Comes with the two identity, but at what cost? I think I think true acceptance comes from a place of respect, not fear or hatred. I truly enjoy my own company. I know that's a weird one, but it's true. You don't have to put up with anything you don't feel you deserve. This is why I listed self-acceptance first. I'm not sure you can get to that place without understanding yourself first. I know my time is precious and valuable on this earth, so I'm really no longer giving my time to people who treat me disrespectfully or hurt my heart. I have the choice to walk away, even if it's incredibly challenging. Everyone else doesn't understand the homework assignment either. We're all just winging it. I think when we are younger, we think, wow, everyone older just gets it and they know exactly what they're doing. Nope. We all are doing the best we can with what we know and have. I think it's pretty comforting to know we are all growing, making mistakes, learning, and changing in parallel to one another. You may be wondering, okay, but what does all of this have to do with my relationship to food or my body? It's all connected. You as a person are so complex and wonderful. When you think of your life's biggest lessons, you'll see it's all intertwined. 
So I want to invite Julie to hop in IRL and help unpack today's diet culture IRL. Hey, Colleen, welcome back to Diet Culture IRL. I love your segment. I'm so excited to talk about this today. How you doing? Great. I love having this segment. I love having the opportunity to chat about diet culture IRL and it's great. Well, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about this just now, but I'm like, it still would be so cool to have a little jingle. So maybe we'll like talk about that again. (laughs) Diet culture IRL jingle. Um, Listener, you don't know this about Colleen, but she has an amazing singing voice. So that could be really cool. Anyway, digress. So um, we are here to talk about something very specific and it's your birthday. And, um, yes. <laughs> it's like my favorite holiday. I know. It's so, so conceited, but no, I love but celebrating my birthday. <laughs> honestly, I mean, I'm going to turn 47 this year. And something that I appreciate is the longer I'm alive, the more thankful I am to actually have a birthday. So yes. no, Ugh. join us in this. But tell me about diet culture, IRL, how you're experiencing it as you're about ready to turn 30. Honestly, I think the best part about Journey to 30 is coming to the realization that I don't have to fit anyone else's mold of what I should look like, who I should be, how I should be at age 30. Because I think a lot of times we we get messaging that says, oh, we should look this way, we should act this way, especially um, people who identify as women. And I think that it, that oftentimes can really get to us. So I, mm-hmm. I'm happy that I've I've come to a place where I feel like self-acceptance has become a key part of who I am. And I don't have to focus so much on other people's expectations of me or um, boundaries that I just don't feel like I, I can mm-hmm. set because I now feel like I'm in a place where, no, I, I can't actually set those boundaries. And I deserve to feel at peace when I can yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much that I think about with like living alongside diet culture and like all the things you said, you didn't talk actually about like the food part, but like they're so like twisted, wrapped up together. Um, how, how has diet culture been a better part of that for you? You know, like that or not diet culture, but even just like the pressure to lose weight or the, um, which I know that's diet culture, but like, yeah, how has that showed up in like that tactical kind of way? Yeah, I think there is this weird thing that happens as we age, uh, particularly moving from 20s to 30s, 30s to 40s, 40s to 50s, that it's like the older you get, the the less attractive, air mm-hmm. quotes here for folks listening, that you you get. And it's almost like we hear this messaging that we're letting ourselves go somehow. Mm-hmm. And rather than viewing my 30s as being something where I'm constantly focused on the latest diet craze, the the food that I'm eating, tracking my food, because that was a huge part of my life in my 20s, I, I'm excited to know there's this kind of next chapter for me that doesn't involve those things. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be a huge time saver, but I also think it's going to just be a huge peace giver as well. Yes. Ooh, I I was, as you were talking about this, I'm like picturing Colleen about ready to turn 20 and not knowing that this was even an option that you would be like have available of like, oh, maybe I actually don't have to diet and maybe 
I don't want to. And that just seems like a huge 180. Like, that's huge. It's it's wild. It's wild <laughs> to think about. Thinking back on 20-year-old Colleen and, you know, you get that question, that interview question where someone's like, yes. where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I can guarantee you I did not see myself <laughs> sitting on Find Your Food Voice podcast <laughs> talking about how I just don't want to diet and am, am so over dieting and want to fight diet culture, the patriarchy, injustices. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that that would be me. And here I yeah. am. <laughs> I'm so glad you are. Oh, my gosh. Well, so you were talked about self-acceptance a lot in this and something that... I don't know, as I was like reading through it and then listening to you um, read through it, I was thinking about like, I don't know, I have trouble defining sometimes what even like self-acceptance is. And I have a feeling the listener is in the same place. Like, what is, what actually is that to like accept yourself, you know? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Such a great question. I think this probably looks different for Mm -hmm. every person listening. Yeah. For me, self-acceptance is being able to sit with myself in silence or, you know, maybe with music or a journal or however you like to sit with yourself and feeling neutral. So Mm -hmm. not feeling great about your life, where your Mm -hmm. life is, thinking about, you know, we can run through the, the laundry list of things we wish our lives were, and we can run through the laundry list of things we wish we could accomplish or achieve or whatever it may be. But sitting down and actually feeling neutral mm-hmm. about yourself at, as a person in that time. I'll say I think self-acceptance is not a linear thing. I think it's mm-hmm. it's definitely probably more it looks like a roller coaster than a circle uh, because some days I feel like I've really come to terms with myself. I, I accept myself. And other days I think, okay, I, I accept a version of myself right now, but I know this version of myself is going to change and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the self-acceptance, what I'm hearing from that is it, it's a knowing of this is what is right now and it's going to change. And that's not something that makes me good or bad. Yeah. It's like giving yourself the room to change and Mm -hmm. and feeling comfortable knowing, or maybe not even comfortable. I I think there, there's room for discomfort as well. And, and just knowing that, yeah, some, some changes are heading your way. And like I said, in 10 years, who knows what, what I'll be thinking or feeling in my forties. I'm so glad you said that room for discomfort because whenever I've talked to people about, moving away from diet culture and the concept of self-acceptance, there's often this association of like, well, I can't accept myself because it's it's so uncomfortable and, um, you know, just whatever that brings. And uh, what I'm hearing you say, and this is what I would say too for like how I define self-acceptance is like, it's not necessarily feeling good about and like positive and happy and um, I don't know, like you're not skipping through the fields (laughs) and it's, really about being in the present and yeah, welcoming it. And as I say that, I appreciate that, like, depending on the type of life you, the listener are living, that will have different challenges. And mine were going to be different than Colleen's and versus you, the listener. And um, like, there's definitely different challenges with it. And that, that makes me think about, you know, as, as you, I was reading through your 
um, words for today, I was thinking about my own aging process. You know, like I said, I'm going to turn 47 in May. And so it's closer to 50, which kind of has, there's a part of me that's like, that's so cool that they're going to be 50. But I have this weird, um, but I'm also like, okay with it, um, that I love reading the obituaries in the paper. It's like my favorite part to read. And that's where my Enneagram 4 comes up. And so you mentioned your Enneagram too. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I love reading the morbid, I guess. But what I've noticed, the older I get, the closer in age I am to people in the obituaries, you know? And, and um, you know, there's a certain age where it's like, oh yeah, like it's not as like shocking. You know, there's certain ages where it's shocking to see someone that young in the obituaries, but getting closer to 50, it's getting less shocking, you know? And what that means. And um, as a dietitian too, like self-acceptance, um, you know, all the layers of like the world telling that we're accepted, not self-acceptance, but like telling us that we're accepted. Of course, um, since this, we're talking about diet culture, like body size, whiteness, um, beauty, and aging, you know, those are all how the world sees us or like gives us platform, you know? And I know for me in the aging process, has been one of the first times that I've really like witnessed my privilege start to wane as a, as a thin white woman, I've always just kind of had it, you know? And so, um, going gray and seeing people's kind of like, you're, you're not covering that up. Don't you need to go to the, <laughs> to the salon? And I stopped covering it up in I think in like 2008 or 2009. And then I got my hair highlighted after my, after I finished all my fertility treatments and we couldn't try anything else. And then my dog died a day later. So I was like classically just needing a change, (laughs) covering up my sadness with like, I, I just need to feel pretty. And, um, that was the last time I highlighted my hair. (laughs) And that was in, I think that was in 2010. Um, But I, you know, something that we talked about before we recording is like my experience with growing gray as a thin white woman is going to be different. And like just aging is going to be more acceptable than someone who already has these levels where they're um, experiencing systemic oppression, you know, and I don't know what you what you think about all that. But that's just something that you brought up for me as I was reading what you were what you had written. Written, I think whatever. that's the tough part of it, it kind of, I think, comes back to self-acceptance or mm-hmm. belonging even is this stems from, for me, I'm going to speak personally, when I found my first gray, I immediately panicked and was like, oh my God, like if I go gray now, like if I'm getting grays now, what does that mean? I'm going to mm-hmm. be all gray by 35. Like, and yeah, maybe, <laughs> but mm-hmm. also I... I feel like I'm putting too much emphasis on what going gray means actually. And, and I think that, uh, with the self-acceptance piece, I of course want to be considered beautiful and wonderful. And, and I think that that comes with some of our beauty standards as Mm -hmm. well. We don't view older people that are going gray necessarily as conventionally beautiful uh, and I think with time, though, that that those things can change as well, mm-hmm. uh, because I remember like seeing you for the first time after hearing your podcast only 
and being, wow, that's so badass that she's just like going gray. I love that. But I also think there's room if you Mm -hmm. decide at some point that you want to dye your hair again. So what? Go for it. Yes. I've always, I've always said that, like, I reserve the right to change my mind. Like I did back in 2010. (laughs) Like I may want to do that again. I don't know. But I just for right now, I'm like, it'd be kind of cool to show my kids. This is what aging looks like without, I'm also not doing like plastic surgery and stuff. And, and I'm not, saying that to be like people who choose to color their hair or do Botox or plastic surgery are bad or doing the wrong thing. I just wish we lived in a world where that was just didn't need to exist. You know, I mean, frankly, for me, it's like it takes time to do all that stuff. And um, And money. And also like, yeah, and and money. money. Yeah, that too. A lot of money to color hair and do all those plastic surgery things. And it's also about holding on to power, you know, and, and, um, I certainly, this may, I don't know if this is going to land the way I want it to, but like, there's certain people I want them to have power. Like there's, I want people who have experienced the hardest, um, life with like systemic oppression to have more power. So, you know, if Botox is going to help, then I'm like, I'm going to be for that. I also think there's room for, if you feel like something makes you feel more confident or makes you feel better or stronger in some way. Mm -hmm. If that happens to be coloring your hair or for me, I love putting makeup on. Mm -hmm. I love doing my makeup. I think it's so fun. I think it's like an art form. And I think I look beautiful when I put makeup on in the way that I like to. So I think there's also room for that. I I don't think there's. Oh my gosh. That's such a great point. Thank you for saying that because yes, like there's so many, there's not a good, bad, like getting out of that binary of all of this. And, um, you know, you're only going to be accepting yourself if you do this list (laughs) or you avoid this list, which in itself is so diet culture. Yeah. And I think also goes back to whiteness as well. I think we as white people tend to put things into black or white. There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of nuance. There's, you know, this room, this area for. We, we have to follow these particular rules and that's how we stay in power. Mm-hmm. And also the same with dieting. We When we go on a diet, we like to follow rules. We, that's, that's something that we do because that makes us feel secure or makes us feel more powerful. So I think, yeah, just accepting like, you know, it's okay to to weave in between and weave in and out of what what feels good for you. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, your truth is your truth. Yes. And you know, something else I'm thinking about with all this is I can remember going through the different decades that I've lived so far and being told a narrative or a story about the getting older and in particular about nutrition in my teens. I can remember other mothers, not necessarily mine, but just like other like adults around me and mothers um, talking about, um, oh, you eat that much pizza now, but when you're older, you're not going to yeah. be able to. Or if when you get older, it will just ruin blah, 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 whatever that was. Um, And then as I got to through my 20s, it was similar. You know, oh, once you hit 30, then you're going to need to cut back. You're not going to be able to eat with that much um, gusto and um, you won't stay thin, basically. And, you know, the thing that I've noticed, you know, in my 40s, I can definitely tell like, my body um, needs nutrition differently. Like it, 
the appetite definitely changed. Um, and it's so subtle. It's so subtle. But you know, I'm like in this work all day long, talking to people about like, how does your body feel when you're eating that cookie or that blueberry, you know, like, I'm in that in the like in all that like grayness all the time. So it was kind of cool to be like, oh, I can see this happening very slowly in real time, how my metabolism is probably changing. It's doing the thing that people told yeah. me to be scared of. And because of this work, oh, I'm so grateful that somehow I stumbled into doing this. It protected me from even being like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> you know? And um, like to, because yeah, like things change. Our body just doesn't, I'm not like laying bone down anymore. <laughs> like I'm not um, building muscle in the same way. I don't have the same needs and I still need to eat. And it's, I still enjoy food. I still get hungry and it's just different. Um, and so I just wanted to put that out there into the, you know, podcast land that it doesn't necessarily need to be scary. And also I'm wondering for you, Colleen, are people still talking about that in the twenties? Like, oh gosh, once you hit 30, you need to change, blah, blah, blah. So like, you might as well get used to it now kind I of thing. I think it's even, it feels like it might be scarier as well for people who have already begun at a higher weight. Oh, I'm sure. When, yeah, yeah. when you know, mm-hmm. we we hear those things because yeah, of course, I, I've heard those things and anything It's the difference of seeing, you know, I think people have seen this probably on Instagram or elsewhere, but they see a a smaller bodied person with a salad and they assume, okay, healthy, like good to go. And Mm -hmm. they see a larger bodied person with a pizza and they're like, oh, like you probably have a good however many years left. And then that's that's that. And I think that for me hearing that messaging, like when I was younger, was really harmful because then I was like, okay, well, I'm never going to eat XYZ. I'm never going to do that, which of course turned into disordered eating. So Mm -hmm. I think that um, that messaging still definitely exists. And the, again, like you said, so glad I stumbled into the same because I now can, can treat that messaging a little bit differently. I have a different view or a different filter Mm -hmm. on, on what that looks like when I hear it. And I think feeling comfortable to ask questions. Um, I, you know, in in the theater world, there are so many things about image, body image, things that come up. We're all dressing in front of one another, and and people make comments. And I think instead of and and really harsh comments to themselves, mm. instead of um, always being defensive about it, um, which I think in my earlier journey of of body neutrality. I felt defensive about a lot of things. Um, now I'm like, don't talk to my friend that way. You know, I'll say something like that, like to someone instead of, instead of getting defensive, because I just want them to care about themselves as much as I care about them. Mm-hmm. So someone's saying something about yes, disparaging about like, their own body, you'll say yes. like, don't talk to my friend that way. <laughs> I love that, Colleen. That's yeah. so great. Oh, that's so wonderful. Uh, and I think too, even like talking about um, going through um, our bodies changing just from being alive longer. Like I wish it was something that was um, happening more outside of diet culture, or like or an awareness of a yeah. diet culture at least as a this not yeah. cool thing. Um, I wish it happened more often. Um, you know, cause as I'm getting closer to menopause 
and um, I'll hear snippets like from my neighbor. She's like 10 years older than me. And I'm like, man, I, I'm so glad you told me this. And she's like, oh yeah, this is a big thing that happens, you know, in your late forties. And it, it, again, not it's outside of diet culture stuff. And I'm like, this is something that I wish, like I wish we talked about our bodies outside of weight yeah. more often because it would help us to just be more aware of like what is going to happen in a way that's like, oh, I'm not abnormal or I'm not this like anomaly. This is living. And this reminds me of what you said about like, no one understands the assignment. Like we're all winging it. And like none of us know. But I think the one thing that we could do is have like neutral conversations and in a way like, you know, like my neighbor talking about, you know, I was talking about my migraines and she was like, yeah, until I, I went through my menopause completely, I had them for about five or 10 years. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty much what a lot of people go through. And I was like, this would have been helpful to have. I know, like- so I'm passing we it on need to this, you. We need this like um, <laughs> like Wikipedia for like everyday life in the real world. Wikipedia IRL. Yes. yes. Without dieting. Because I, I think for a lot of people, they would insert. So, you know, you just cut yes. out gluten and then you yes. don't have them. Or, oh, you know, it's just another way that our body is yep. failing us. Um, when in reality, like this is just what it looks and, like. like it, it's so health is not the gold standard, I think, too. We're all, none, none of us are getting, us out, are of getting out of your lives, yeah. right? Like, and it's really, I think, unfair to, to just go day by day thinking like, okay, I have to be like the healthiest, best version of myself because there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who lead incredible lives who live with chronic illness, who, who, yes. who yes. go day by day as healthy as they can be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like, we're, we're not acknowledging those people's lives it, when we some people exactly be healthy like that they'll know and and no one should have to yeah. like pursue it I mean that's the other part I mean you still deserve the same dignity that Absolutely. everybody else has um, yes oh my goodness I appreciate this conversation so much and um, happy Thank early you. birthday I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> and you know from all of this what I really appreciate is like being in your body, like in like embodied in the now when you're safe to be there, there's something to that in this experience as we're moving through life that, I don't know, that just, to me, that connects to some really cool, just like knowing, you know, and to me that is, um, brings joy in a yeah, sense. So. I'm very excited to celebrate. My theme for my birthday is the 13 going on 30 movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> Uh, but the quote in that is 30, <laughs> yes. flirty, and thriving, but I'm changing it for my more authentic self. So my theme is 30, flirty, and trying. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you for bringing another Diet Culture IRL. If you enjoyed this conversation, we have another one that we already recorded, um, I think four episodes ago. And you can see it, the if you look in the search bar, you'll see Diet Culture IRL in little brackets so you can easily find them. And every month, Colleen comes by with another topic. So thank you so much for stopping by again and happy birthday. And I'll see you next month for another Diet Culture IRL. Thanks, Julie. And thanks to all of our listeners. It's great to have you here. So there you have it. 
What do you have to say about diet culture as it relates to your experiences with self-acceptance and aging? I would love to know and join us over on Instagram. My handle is foodvoicerd and Colleen's IG is abroadabroad. Check us out over there. Let us know your thoughts about this episode and if you can relate or if you're experiencing things differently. If you are looking for more tools as you navigate self-acceptance and aging, head over to julieduffydillon.com slash voice, and you'll find a number of tools, including the one I told you about, that is a download that you can take to your doctor to help you advocate for the care that you are wanting and needing and so deserve. Did you know you can also find the Find Your Food Voice podcast over on YouTube. Yes, there you can see my gray hair in IRL. (laughs) And so if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe now. Or if you're listening to the podcast and you sometimes are on YouTube, check us out over there. So you can actually like see us and all the things that we're talking about. And if you also enjoyed the episode, we would love it if you shared the episode, subscribed, and left a rating and review. Doing any of those things really, really does help, especially for independent contractors, or contractors, not contractors, independent podcasters (laughs) um, who make mistakes as they're talking and recording, independent podcasters like us over at Find Your Food Voice. Um, Doing those things really helps us because we have these huge giants that are making podcast episodes, um, I don't know, in studios and stuff. And I'm just here in my office where I see um, clients and do work. So whenever you can subscribe or leave a rating review to um, podcasts like mine or for other people who do similar things, it really, really does help us to grow. So thank you so much. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the Food Voice pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book feed, and Colleen Brebner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at julieduffydillon.com, where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.